This is Off the Dome, Season Verbal Fellatio, on love, spirituality, and everything in between. This is my home of unfiltered musings from a girl that's always Brooklyn, Caribbean rooted, sarcasm driven, intellectually and spiritually guided. Step inside my casually unfiltered world and let's get into the things. Hey, 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 y'all. What's going on? How y'all doing? It's your girl, Kimmy. What's up, family? I really hope that you all have been enjoying my journey week over week. Starting a podcast was not at all on my bingo card for this year, or any year, really. But that said, I'm working on getting better at following divine instructions, and I was instructed to do this, so here I am. Okay, so I've been saying that I wanted to talk about the divine masculine and the divine feminine for the absolute longest, and that is coming, a whole episode with a special guest and all. And I'll definitely touch on some of it today too. But I wanted to deviate slightly from the script a little bit and talk a little bit about what's been prompting me to talk about masculine and feminine to begin with. All right, boom. So let's start here. Now, (laughs) depending on what your timeline on FYP looks like, you may have come across some of those hypothetical relationship memes or maybe a reel of four with a podcast clip, right? And the thing about these memes and these podcast clips are that they're very intentionally designed to elicit conversation. So, of course, they're going to pick the most salacious piece of whatever was recorded and go with that. And also, of course, people fall for it every single time going down the rabbit hole of fury or condescension or, well, whatever. Sometimes I get sucked in depending on what the topic is. For example, I remember a particularly, well, crazy podcast clip that I saw about age gaps in relationships and one of the male guests was talking about why he prefers to date younger women and well so in essence what he was saying was that he prefers younger women because they are easier to shape and mold into who he wants them to be malleable was his word of choice And when one of the female podcast hosts stopped him to ask why he needs to have that much power over a woman, if not for any other reason than to manipulate them, he counters that it's not about power. It's about being impressionable as a cinnamon for malleable, that he has a plan and a vision and a program, and that a woman that would be seeking to be with him should be able to respect that and allow him to lead. The female podcaster points out the definition of impressionable being that you're trying to get someone to do what you want them to do 
because you want that person to be easily swayed. And his response is, who said that's the definition? Did you make that up? There was a collective sigh and side eye from almost everyone on the podcast, men and women alike, and from mostly everyone that saw the clip. Now, y'all know me. Y'all know I believe in being fair and balanced. Mars and Libra over here. I believe in giving people the benefit of the doubt, especially when it comes to clips you see on social media. So your girl went digging to find the original post, which I found out comes from tonight's conversation by Ace Metaphor. If the name doesn't ring a bell, then his collection of game cards for parties and his self-help books centered around helping heal and love may. Either way, I did the work so you don't have to. I even went and downloaded the app just to hear the podcast in question. And I wish I could tell you that at some point it got better. I would love to be able to say that the clip was one of those clips that were taken out of context. And like when you listen to the rest that it all made more sense and that it was a better conversation. That would be a bold-faced lie. In fact, it got progressively worse. It got so bad, in fact, that about 20 minutes in. All right, let me see how I can explain this. So boom, they've been going back and forth and even Ace, the host, is baffled. Earlier on, the gentleman points out that he's not currently in a relationship because he hasn't yet reached the financial space that he feels he needs to achieve in order to attract the woman that he wants, but he is casually dating. And as he continues to explain, Ace points out that Earlier, he mentioned that one of the reasons that he said that he likes to date younger women is because they have less baggage and pain and hurt versus their older counterparts. But isn't he creating the same baggage that he's trying to avoid by dating these younger women who he has zero intention of getting serious with? And as the collective went downhill from there, as he tried to dig himself out of the hole he had already dug himself into, one of the female co-hosts exclaims, yo, it took us 25 minutes for us to acknowledge that we've been pushing this narrative about women following men. And you as a man just acknowledged that there are a lack of men that are worthy to be followed. So which is it? I promise you, I was screaming at the screen for most of the podcast. But it really brought me to something that I've been observing as I've been getting kind of into and listening more and more to podcasts and, you know, just general information and means, particularly the ones that are centered in relationship experience and perspective. And I've been noticing more and more that people are going out, taking their lived experience and placing them in the public eye for consumption. I know, I know. How is that any different than what you're doing, Kimmy? I mean, so, boom, right? In some ways, it's not because I, too, have a podcast. Obviously, you're listening to it. Having taken my lived experience and placing it in the public eye for consumption, I, like many other podcasters and authors and the like, I've reached a space in both my spiritual in my healing journeys that I feel as if sharing my lived experience from a space of reflection 
can help others that may be going through the same thing or something similar anyway, right? The biggest difference though, I am nobody's expert. I'm not a life coach and I don't claim to be. And despite what many, and I do mean many thoughts and statements from friends and people to the contrary, I am not a therapist. I do have spiritual gifts that I've been able to hone thanks to working with some amazingly in-tuned spiritualists, priestesses and the like, and that those allow me to see, hear, and feel more than what the average person might. And so there are times that you may hear me throw in some of that divine knowledge into the mix. But for the most part, I'm just a black woman who's been working on herself and sharing the journey as I go. That's it. The issue as I see it though, a lot of people are putting themselves out there as experts, as life coaches, as someone with knowledge and discernment, and they're amassing these massive followings. But no shade, no tea is like that old phrase, the blind leading the blind, a lot of the time. And it's not even to say that others shouldn't share their experiences. Of course they should. There's space for everyone and a lesson in everything, even the things that seem wild for the night. Like for real. Por ejemplo, take the podcast I was just talking about, right? As crazy as it all was, all 45 minutes of it, as wild as listening to these two young brothers' takes on dating younger women were, I learned that, and this is also based on other podcasts that have similar formats that I've listened to, a lot of people use words out of context. And that instead of being able to admit that perhaps they didn't know what the word meant when they initially used it, they'd rather stand 10 toes down on it than admit that they were wrong. I also learned that the men in the podcast, and whatever other men they were referring to, right, don't actually know what misogyny is. And thus, when they are called misogynists, they recoil because they genuinely don't equate the two things in the same sense. See? Lessons everywhere. Pin all of that, though. I may circle the block on some of that in this. We'll see. Let's see how the episode plays out. The biggest thing that I've seen, though, is that many of these hot takes are they taking their lived experiences that perhaps they haven't yet healed from and revamping it as gospel, turning that into the gas that fuels that platform. And in the process of them passing on these opinions as facts and tangible advice for others, those who are desperately looking to heal but may not know where to start or maybe they're looking for the easy way out because that's absolutely a thing too grab onto these hot takes like a life preserver and the next thing you know the blind are leading the blind like i said before what happens when the unhealed grab the mic i feel like the perfect example of this is kevin samuels now let me immediately start by again offering my condolences, mostly for his family and his mother in particular. The circumstances surrounding his death were certainly murky at best, but no mother deserves to find out her son died on social media. That's horrendous, no matter who it is, period. 
Let me also say that I have zero intention on bashing a dead man. That's not why I bring him up. I bring him up as the textbook example of what I mentioned above. So, who is or was Kevin Samuels? Kevin Samuels, according to Wikipedia, is an American internet personality and image consultant who rose to popularity during the height of the pandemic as he offered his insights on modern society and relationships. He started a YouTube channel with his takes on a lot of these things, coming from the lens of being an image consultant. And he amassed almost a cult-like following in about a year's time. His take, the world is lacking and devoid of alpha men and women's purpose are to be led by these alpha male. Anything that is not that is just wrong. In his early 50s when he passed, he too would lean towards younger women. His belief was that women over 30 were considered leftover women and inherently had something wrong with them if they were not married or in serious relationships by then. Kevin was neither married nor in a relationship when he passed. Kevin also had 1.1 million followers at his time of passing. I'm just going to leave that there. When I first started seeing some of his rhetoric being passed around online, immediately I had some questions. Again, I'm just seeing his clips, so I'm thinking, maybe this is another case of some of these things being taken out of context. Let me do some digging. Let me do the research. And so I went down his page all the way down to some of his oldest posts. And I started clicking them at random because I genuinely wanted to find something that was redeeming in these posts. Something that showed anything that wasn't steeped in, well, misogyny. I found nothing. Absolutely nothing. What I found that was more disturbing to me, though, were the amount of people in the comments, both men and women, who were agreeing with him on some of the wildest things. Again, I'm not looking to bash a dead man. I'm actually here to talk about those who follow him instead. Because the one thing that you can clearly see in the comments were that a lot of the people, particularly the women commenting, had obviously been hurt before and their self-esteem was in the toilet. The other thing that was clear is that misogyny in our culture and heritage is so ingrained that we don't even realize that we are operating in it. Lessons in everything, remember? And he's not the only one for the record, although he may be one of the most polarizing. In fact, there's a current TikTok trend, hashtag men with podcasts, where some TikTokers are creating parodies centered around this very style of podcast or what may be more accurately labeled as an alpha male podcast, right? And really, there seems like there's a rise in self-identified alpha males. The more that women of all races, but especially black women, become empowered in their actions and just empowered in themselves. Now, I have a very simple credo that I like to follow, and there is absolutely no shade when I say this. If you like it, I love it. Seriously, 
I am a thousand percent in support of people's autonomy, particularly when it involves living life, because in this present body, you only have one life to live. As long as your version of living life doesn't infringe on anyone else's, have at it. Simple enough, right? That's why when people, male identifying or not, decide that they feel like this is the type of partner that they desire, I don't mind it at all. I ain't dating you, so why I care? I don't. The only time I have an issue is when you actively decide to use a platform to encourage others to do things that has the potential to infringe upon my life. Then I got a problem. So a lot of these things, a lot of times I find myself going down the same rabbit hole when I uncover one thing and then another. In my journey and in my studies into the divine masculine and divine feminine energies that, for the record, both genders possess, like it or not, I kept coming across the phrase alpha male, so I decided to look it up. So Oxford Dictionary, that is, says it's the dominant male animal in any particular group or a man tending to assume a dominant or domineering role in social or professional situations. So in essence, a leader, right? And the opposite of that, because apparently only two types of men can exist in this world, is the beta man or a male second social in a, excuse me, a male second in a social or group hierarchy and submissive to the alpha male. Alright. So theoretically, all men fit into one of these two categories. I dig deeper. Yes, that's who I am. And in that, I come across an article written by a professor at the University of Berkeley in California. And one of the things that he said immediately jumped out at me. This distinction, which is often based on observations among other social animals, such as chimpanzees and wolves, paints a very black and white picture of masculinity. Not only does it greatly simplify the multidimensionality of masculinity and grossly underestimate what a man is capable of becoming, but it also doesn't even get at the heart of what is really attractive to women. Huh. Go figure, right? Coming from a man. I'm going to leave that there for now. Now, a chronic complaint that I hear from black men who mostly identify as alpha is that the women that are seeking them out for companionship or that they are seeking themselves often don't allow them the space or the room to lay their burdens down and to have emotions. On the flip side, I also hear many black women say that the men that they seek out for companionship don't ever let out their emotions, etc. And every time I hear these complaints and these things, I always think the same thing. I always wonder how much of this can be tied to unhealed wounds. Like for me, in my late 20s to early 30s, I too had moments where I felt like there was no one that I could just truly open up to, which is how I chronically found myself opening up to the wrong men. Because as I always like to say, when you trust no one, you end up trusting the wrong people. But somewhere deep down inside me, I knew that some of the fault in my inability to get what I desired lied in me. But if you've never had that aha moment, if you've never had that moment of self-reflection, then you never realized that at minimum, 25% of the blame lies with you. 
Of course, this does not include any form of abusive relationship. So just be clear on that. Another term I chronically hear thrown around is the word narcissist. And I am here to channel my undergrad psych studies to say very clearly for the record, everyone is not a narcissist. Some of us lack communication skills and proper boundary setting. Sorry. I know narcissists sounded easier to deflect with. But that's what happens when unhealed group speak starts to lead the group chat, right? One person hits Google or they see a meme and they recognize traits in people that fit the definition and they run with it without ever stopping to get the full story. Just to drop this into our group chat right quick. Narcissism is an actual psychological diagnosis that exists on a spectrum similar to how autism exists on a spectrum. And all of us, myself included, have exhibited a narcissistic trait once or twice before. But true narcissism is a personality disorder with distinct extreme traits that are identifiable to a psychologist. Again, though, many of us, myself included, are much more to blame for the other's behavior simply because we accept it and allowed it to continue without firm consequence or setting a boundary. It's also really important to point out that misogyny, unhealed group speak, all of the things that I've thrown up into the air right now, they're not just centered in the male perspective. Many women benefit and actively engage in these things too, and they don't even realize it. For example, and this is just a really basic example, right? Claiming you want a strong man and then berating said man for expressing his feelings, for attempting to create a soft space in you as his woman, that's the exact same thing. That's misogyny too, sis. And it's not fair to them either. It's the reason why a lot of men don't want to talk to you for real. You ever think about that? But that's why I am learning the power and the value in my voice. Because in my healing, in my continued journey to my best self, I realize that I have information that I can share that may be of benefit, that may actually, well, help. And I think it is so important that those of us who are actively healing, because it is a journey and more than a destination, and recognize the power in our voice, get out there and really start to, well, talk and share. Let's start letting the healed ones grab the mic in whatever way possible. Y'all, there is so much that I have to say on this topic. Oh my God. I'm going to weave this into a part two because there's another podcaster that I would love to get on here to talk about this with him. He's a black male therapist who is actively breaking down some of these toxic archetypes on both sides. Would y'all want to hear that? Like, is that something that you want to hear as a partner podcast with someone else or maybe even in like a group setting? My male listeners in particular, I would love to hear from you. And I would love to like see where maybe we could even do like a show together. I'm balanced, remember? Anyway, let me go and relax myself and ting. Besos, mi amores.